Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Ghost Nobody here, ready to bring you chapter 91 of Radiance, my original Fallout fan fiction. As always, I do hope that you've been enjoying this little telling of the Fallout story that I've created for you all. And as always, if you can like, share, and subscribe to this wherever you can, either at fanfiction.net, archiveofourown.org, or even at my own website, ghostnobody.com. All your comments are always well loved and well received. You always let me know what you're thinking and what you're feeling about the story so far. And while you're at ghostnobody.com, check out Stormrider. If you like tales of dragonesses, orcs, elves and little human mages. It might be right up your alley, so give it a whirl. You never know. And also while you're there, check out the ghostly link section. Pop on over to amazon.com or to Smashwords and pick up a copy of Mortis. My original novel about sassy cat girl and a human stuck in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. It might be right up your street as well. So check it out. Help support me. Keep me doing what I love. Bringing unlikely alien romance stories to you good people. So, without any further ado, let's get on with the show, shall we? Oh, but first the usual legal disclaimer. I don't own Fallout or anything to do with it. I just keep all the crazy tales. I leave the rest to Bethesda. Let's get on with the show. Chapter 91. Service of a Man Adam stood there with his mouth hanging open at what he just heard, and he felt for sure he'd actually misheard her. But she had spelled it out to him clear as day, but his brain just simply refused to fully comprehend it. But that's when her voice actually snapped him out of his newfully found dumbfounded stupor rather sharply. Well, what are you waiting for? Strip off. Jules' voice said somewhat sharply, and Adam nearly jumped out of his skin as it brought him back to reality with a sharp snap. Uh, yes, mistress, of course. My apologies, Adam said, instantly feeling a whole new level of uneasy about this. But what fucking choice did he have, really? So he stripped off, and he could feel Jules' incredibly sharp and intense eyes upon him as he did. He figured this was exactly what a mouse must feel like when it becomes aware of a hawk or an owl sizing it up from a tree. A part of him definitely wanted to defiantly stare right back at her, right in the eye, to, to try and regain some of his dignity. Maybe it would show her that he was truly unhappy about all of this, and possibly make her feel uncomfortable enough to maybe think twice about it. But he highly doubted it. But that having been said, it did work somewhat in the tailor shop. So what did he have to lose? He was already at the bottom of the barrel at this point. So, as he lifted his shirt over his head to once again reveal his bare torso, he locked on to her bright eyes. But that's when he noticed she literally wasn't paying any attention to his face. Her eyes were focused solely on his bare torso, as if she were appraising a piece of meat hanging in a shop window. Not once during the entire time he was removing the items of clothing did she even seem to notice that he was looking right at her. Or maybe if she did, she just simply didn't care if he was. Either way, she only seemed to notice when the last part of his clothing hit the floor next to hers, and her eyes ran right from the tips of his toes to the top of his head before settling fully on his own. He felt an incredibly strong pull to look away and break the intensity of her stare, but he bit his lip on the inside and forced himself to weather it, as much as it made every single one of his nerves jangle and burn with embarrassment. 
the way your skin constantly changes colour like that. It's pleasing. Now, stop wasting time and get in here. I wish to begin, she said, her voice taking on an odd note. that seemed to be one part eager, but one part empathetic, but no less commanding in its tone. So he did as he was told, and resting his weight on the lip of the large stone bath, he stepped over it and into the hot water, which, just like her, sank him right up to about halfway up his thighs. As he did, he noticed her flush feathers on her incredibly powerful-looking thighs were floating, and this drew his eyes up her body much in the same way as his had gone up, hers had gone up his only moments before. The way her dark feathers curved to musculature made her body look like it was covered in slick and shiny oil that hugged her incredibly feminine form below it. Her round thighs looked like two oil-covered tree trunks that flowed into a tapered and feminine waist, supported upon a pair of wide feminine hips. This flowed into a flat and incredibly toned stomach that was barely hidden below the oil slick of feathers that ruffled and shimmied with every breath that she took and every movement that she made. This was when he noticed some, there were some flecks of blue and red among her, along with a few slivers of white and silver mixed along her chest and stomach feathers. That's when her eyes, his eyes roamed over her firm but very pert-looking breasts that seemed to have lots of flecks of red and silver all around them that really drew his eyes to them. Her chest rose into two slender but powerful-looking shoulders that had obviously been honed over years of work and training and was made painfully obvious by the clearly visible clefts and gullies between her muscles and her clavicles. Finally, his eyes rose up to her slender neck till they roamed over right to the sh her sharp curved beak and finally found themselves meeting hers at the termination of their journey, only to find her staring right back at him curiously. Though strangely, she seemed to have a mixture of emotions burning behind those eyes of hers, like two hot coals in her head. It was like a mixture of curiosity along with uncertainty along with what also might be contempt or possibly disgust. Though, oddly enough, it didn't seem to be aimed at him. It was like her mind was warring with itself over something. If you are quite finished admiring me, my servant, I grow impatient now. Come, I will instruct you on our proper bathing techniques, she said finally, never breaking his stare for a single moment, until she finally turned away from him and gave him a full view of her back. Once again, Adams felt his eyes drop, drawn down by her long, luscious tail feathers, which were jet black all along the main root of them, until he reached the tips, where there was a mixture of silver and white with little red veins in the centre of the stem. They fanned out momentarily, like she was using it to steady herself, as she turned against the resistance of the water, until she was fully facing away from him. And then it retracted up like a woman retracting an ornate fan into a singular stack of feathers neatly stacked one atop the other tightly. This had a secondary effect of revealing her rear end to him. And once again Adam felt his breath being stolen from him by a sheerly confusing femininity. Her rear end looked like it was chiselled from black granite thanks to the flush of oil-like feathers covering it. 
but this also had the secondary effect of drawing his eyes to the perfect dimples cut into each of her perfectly round buttocks. These only became even more obvious as she bent forward, her tail involuntarily rising up, just enough from to spy something white peeking out below it, hidden amongst a puff of her much shorter, downy-like feathers that obviously sat below her main coat. He also caught the sight of something else peeking out from between in her fluffy, downy feathers. But this was a little lower down. More specifically, he was peeking out between the gap form between her large thighs. His eyes travelled up over her hips, full of the spine, which to his, to his surprise seemed to have a trail of red and gold feathers running right perfectly up the ridge of her spine, right to the base of her neck. As his eyes travelled along this gold road, he could see the indents carved into her back by her bunched muscles, which, thanks to them obviously helping to power her flight muscles, were obviously rock solid. Hell, he could even see the knots in her muscles, even through the flush feathers. And he wondered just how much strength those muscles must actually have to be able to propel a being of her size into flight. Jewel stood back up and her feathers all rippled and shuffled as they realigned themselves again, nearly hiding the golden stripe on her spine entirely between the black feathers of her back momentarily. She turned around and cocked her head in an obvious at the obvious increase in the blush on Adam's face and nearly being caught staring at her rear end. Does heat cause your kind to change colour more intensely? She asked in an innocently curious tone. Adam fixed on that little verbal olive branch and nodded. Yes, it will cause us to go red as more blood rushes to our skin in an attempt to cool our core down and to maintain our temperature st stability, he said truthfully. Jules stopped, stepped right up to him and leant down to look at his neck and chest before reaching out and touching his chest with a single hand lightly. Her touch was actually rather smooth. And I suppose it makes your heart beat faster as well, she asked, raising an eyebrow from one of her large eyes until she looked right into his eyes, and he remembered her words on being truthful. No, I believe that affects being caused by my own discomfort and nervousness, he said, and she cocked her head further. Discomfort? Nervousness? Why do you feel such things? She asked curiously as she clutched a pair of glass, small coloured glass bottles she'd picked up against her chest with one hand. Well, this isn't exactly something I'm used to doing, or was even really prepared for, he said softly, and she eyed him curiously. You're a soldier, are you not? She asked and he nodded in response. Well, obviously yes, mistress, he said. And is communal bathing not a thing among your people of your army? Or is your brotherhood so well off that it's able to provide all of its soldiers with their own private bathing facilities? She asked, causing Adam to sigh heavily. She really did have him there. No, mistress, they do not. And yes, communal bathing is a thing among the soldiers of the brotherhood. But it's just exactly not so close or intimate, he said, remembering the shower block in the billets vividly. Well then, you should be able to, do, to adapt here. I mean, that is what you humans are good at, I hear. Adapting, she said, putting real emphasis on that last word. Yes, mistress, he sighed, just glad the questions hadn't been about why she'd been staring at her ass. As honestly, he'd been 
trying to answer that question himself. It wasn't exactly like she was human now, was it? But did, did that really make her feminine quality ever less so? Good. Now that is settled, we should begin. As your mistress, your health and hygiene are now my responsibility, as mine are yours. So this is how it's going to work. You will wash, condition and care for my feathers and body. When I am satisfied that your work is acceptable, you will submit to the same. You will instruct me in the proper care of your non-feathered skin and fur. Is that understood? She said commandingly. <coughs> yes, mistress, he said, still feeling like the words were made of gravel in his mouth. Good. Now, this here is feather wash. Once you have suitably rinsed my coat, as to remove any contaminants and grit that it may have picked up during my day, you will then apply it by hand to my entire coat. It will naturally seep between my feathers to reach my undercoat, but you must ensure that it does not simply run down the outer feathers as they are naturally resistant to water, to prevent me being bogged down should it rain while I am in flight. Though not as much as, say, a duck or a swan genus. One can only imagine the pain they must endure during bathing to try and get this stuff into their undercoat. Jewel said, laughing at her own joke like Adam was supposed to get it. But he gave a little chuckle anyway as to not upset her. Be extra careful when handling my outer feathers to ensure you don't pull any out. Any that have been shed will break away during the rinse, so make sure you get my entire body with it. You will also be, have to be careful with my tail feathers, as I take great pride in my tail, and if you pluck any from it, you will incur my wrath. Is that understood? She said, and Adam nodded. Yes, mistress, he replied. Good. This here is the feather wash, and this is a rinsing tool. You will first fill this with simple water, which will pour over every part of my body individually. Once that is done, you will put a mixture of 25% feather wash and 75% water into the canister, and repeat the process. But during this run, you will have to lift my feathers to ensure full penetration to my undercoat. So do it one piece at a time, she said, handing in two bottles of what look, and what looked like a small watering can. Adam placed the bottles to one side and then stooped to fill up the watering can from the bath. You will start with my head and work your way down. Understood? She said. Yes, mistress, he said, lifting the can to his chest. and She nodded approvingly. Good. You may begin, she said, and he lifted the can up to pour it over her head, watching as the water cascaded down over her beak and oil-like feathers, causing them to slick down further to her body some of the water did manage to penetrate through them and log them slightly. As she closed her eyes, Adam couldn't help but notice the way water cascaded down over her sharp beak, or the way it formed little rivers that flowed down between her ample breasts, forming a slight pool in her cleavage as it fought to flow through the gap formed between them. He also noticed that when some of the water flowed over them, it actually caused the downy feathers to reveal the that she did indeed have nipples below those outer feathers, as the shapes became obvious as her coat slicked down heavily. No matter how hard he tried, he simply couldn't tear his eyes from her body, as she struck a surprisingly provocative pose, pushing her hips back slightly and reaching up behind her head, which caused her chest to puff out and really draw attention to her impressive musculature. 
He was so lost in that image that he very nearly forgot to refill the watering can as it ran dry, remembering himself just in time before her eyes snapped open and caught him staring at her. But as her eyes did snap open, all she did was see him leaning down to refill the can, and he saw her in her reflection, her nodding approvingly before reclosing them and resuming her pose once more. Adam continued to pour the water down over her body, allowing it to cascade down her entire coat, making sure that he got every single part of her, moving around her in a circle as he did, until he finally finished, and she reached out and stopped him. That's enough. My coat is wet enough now. Now it is time for the feather wash. Make sure you are thorough, but gentle. I take great pride in my feathers, so do not damage them. She said, eyeing him, and he nodded. Yes, mistress, he said softly. For some reason, his heart began to beat pretty fast and hard as he reached down for the bottle of feather wash. It was bouncing around his entire chest cavity like it was trying to bust through his ribs and escape from his prison of flesh and bone. In a way, he kind of knew how it felt. He mixed the feather wash with water, which made a kind of thin but oily-like liquid swirled and mixed in hues of purples and red, with a light foam settling on top of it. Once it was prepared, he turned to her and she nodded approvingly. Same as last time, only this time use only a little. Pour it onto and then use your hands to work it into my feathers. Make sure it gets into my undercoat, she said, and he nodded, lifting the can to pour the dark liquid onto her head and watching it stick to the feathers making them glean as it slowly spread out to coat them. Once he put the can down, he reached up and began to work it in, finding himself now amazed at how thick her plumage actually was. Given how close it seemed to hug her curves and clefts, he'd actually imagined her coat to be rather thin, but it seemed that it was actually just perfectly layered to give that impression. Her feathers were soft like velvet, as his fingers parted them and delved into the fluffy undercoat. He could feel the oily liquid soaking into the coat like conditioner and making the feathers clump together quite stickily. That's when his fingers found her skin under it all and he felt a surprisingly powerful shiver pass right through her as his fingertips slipped between the feathers and glided along the warm soft flesh that they all hid. Yes, just like that, continue, Jewel said in a raspy voice that took Adam quite by surprise. Did this feel good for her? Was he giving her pleasure simply by washing her feathers? Um, do I have to rinse this stuff out, mistress? He asked and she shook her head. No, I will do that later. For now your job is just simply to apply it and work it into my coat. Make sure you maintain this level of attention to it. I will not have my coat looking patchy because of your inattention. Do you understand? She said, turning her back to him in an obvious indication of which path he was to follow first. Yes, mistress, he said, lifting the can and pouring the liquid across her shoulders before wash, watching it spread out and down her lower back. It was only when his fingers penetrated between her feathers that Adam realised just truly how much upper body strength Jewel had as the muscles of her shoulder tops and across her shoulder blades were so incredibly dense. So dense that he could barely dent it with his fingers as he pressed into it. She gave off a soft core-like noise as his fingers worked. That's when he felt a very obvious 
knot in between her shoulder blades, and then another, and then another. They were everywhere. Without even realising what he was doing, uh, Adam did as what he'd been trained by the Brotherhood Self-Defence and Martial Arts Training Programme. He popped the first knot out, tracing its roots out under an incredibly soft flesh with his fingertips before, with two quick motions and presses, he popped it out. Jewel let out a core noise that sounded half like a moan, half like a screech, that nearly made him jump out of his skin. Though not as much as the by which the speed by which she whirled around to face him with a look of thunder written all over her face. What did you just do to me? Did you pull out a feather? She bellowed, grabbing his hands and lifting them to see if he was holding one. Sorry, I I just popped a knot in your back. No offence, mistress, but your back's full of them. Adam said, quickly stammering as if completely blindsided by her sharp rage. What are you implying? Are you saying that I do not take good care of my coat? She yelled and Adam shook his head. Um, it's got nothing to do with your coat. It's the muscles underneath. He said and she cocked her head in confusion, glaring at him with one large eye. Explain yourself. What is wrong with my muscles? And tread lightly, my servant. I offend easily. She snarled menacingly. I have no doubt of how strong you are, mistress, or how hard you train. That's kind of obvious. But your back's full of knots. And knots where the muscles bunch up and are compressed by repeated use and without stretching them properly. Roll the shoulder that I just pushed that knot out of and tell me if it feels lighter than the other one. He said, and she raised an eyebrow. But did as he asked, and her expression changed instantly to one of complete confusion. You, you were correct. It does feel lighter. How is that possible? I'm in peak physical condition. I'm a proud Valkyrie warrior. I take the very best care to adhere to our training regimes, even going far further than is required, she exclaimed, and Adam nodded. It's a common thing among humans and the Brotherhood, too. Like you, mistress, we take our physical training incredibly seriously, and one of the things we train in is something we call mixed martial arts, for hand-to-hand self-defence. This leads to a lot of muscle injuries, sprains and strains. So the very first thing we're taught to do, even before we learn how to throw our first punch, is how to undo these injuries. Because of the words of my jiu-jitsu trainer, a coiled spring is no good if it can't extend. That's what's happening here. The repeated use has caused bunching in your muscles. They need to be stretched out, he said. And you can undo this? she demanded, and he nodded his head. Yes, mistress, he replied softly. Very well. I will trust you at your word. But do not disappoint me. My trust is a hard-won thing, and it is very easily lost. As my needs and care are now your personal responsibility, you will remove these knots, as you call them. So do not disappoint me, she said, turning her back to him once again. Yes, mistress. Adam said, slowly reaching up to her shoulders and pushing his fingers in between her feathers once again, and settling into work on any knots he came across while working down through her feathers. Every single one he removed caused the same reaction from her, a loud caw which was instantly followed by a sigh noise and a shift in her stance as well, as it rippled seemed to pass through all of her feathers. 
I would lost track of time of how many times he'd actually been smacked in the groin by her tail whipping up and fanning out. Which, given how close to her rear end it was, that wasn't all that surprising. Even if it was somewhat painful. Though more concerning to him was inadvertently noticing how hard he currently was thanks to this. Try as he might to think of other things to try and take his mind off it, like power armour and wearing a bikini, nothing would make his erection subside, and it merely throbbed at him defiantly as it threatened to plant itself atop of her tail feathers, causing him to have to turn slightly away as to not end up pressing it into the cleft of her pushed-out butt. It turned out that Jewel's back was absolutely loaded with knots that ran all the way down to her hips. And the lower he worked, the more he found the larger they got. They even got to the point where he released two at the centre of her spine and it actually caused her spine itself to pop where they'd been pulling it out of alignment. A loud call that he received for this action was not more than a pure moan and a pleasured one at that, which really didn't help his current predicament. Or at least the crouch position he was currently adopting to work his way down her lower back helped him keep that defiant part of himself away from her. He'd finished with her back now, and all that was left was her lower half. That's your back done, upper half anyway. How does it feel, mistress? He asked, and his voice seemed to snap her out of the slight stupor she seemed to have gone into. She shook her head, causing the crested feathers around her head to flare up and shake in alarm as if the state she'd found herself in actually shocked her. But she quickly recovered herself and gave herself a twist, flexing her powerful back and arms and rolling her shoulders. Far, far better. This is amazing. I cannot remember the, a time my muscles feeling so light before. Exceptional work, my servant. Your dedication to your mistress is most pleasing to see. It's good to see that you know how to go above and beyond to please your mistress. This speaks very well of you indeed, she said, obviously very pleased with his work, and he began to rise until her voice stopped him. What are you doing? she asked, and he glanced up to find her looking over her shoulder and down at him. Um, standing up, mistress? I thought you'd wish to start my, me to start on your front now, he said. You've only done half a job. There is still my lower half of my body to do, and I expect you to do as thorough a job there as you have done on my top half. Can leg muscles take on these knots as well as were in my back? she asked. Um, among humans, not so much, really. But with your species, I'm unsure as your muscle layout is rather different to my own, he said. Well then, be extra sure to check for them. And if they are present, be sure to remove them. Now, continue, she said, turning and leaning slightly forward as she fanned out her long tail towards him for him to work on, which really didn't help his no predicament because now it lifted. He had a perfectly unobstructed view of her exquisitely feminine rear end. Adam swallowed hard, but he obeyed her command. So reaching out, he poured a small amount of the feather wash onto her tail feathers and began to work a solution into them, lifting along the long, richly covered feathers and feeling them slip through his hand like he was stroking a cat's tail with each one. 
Jewel went back to making soft cawing noises again. It seemed that somehow her tail was something of an erogenous zone for her, and he began to wonder how feathers of all things could be sensitive. Well, maybe it wasn't the feathers themselves that were sensitive. Maybe it was the flesh that they were connected to. Only one way to fi- he would find out that, he supposed. He worked the feathers right down to their root. And he very swiftly got his answer as no sooner did his fa- fingers began to probe the root of her tail feathers that which were mounted at the top of her rear end. Her cawing and cooing began to intensify greatly. It seemed that the entire area was incredibly sensitive, which would turn her entirely essentially or turn her entire rear end into one big erogenous zone. A suspicion which was confirmed moments later, after he got over his stoop where his mind had created, he drizzled feather wash all over it and tried in vain to tear his eyes from the little rivulets that sought out the dimples and clefts of her round feather-covered buttocks. Known sooner that his hands began to worm between the incredibly soft, short feathers that covered her fluffy bum, her cawing intensified greatly, and she involuntarily pushed it out towards him, lifting her tail as she did, giving him a rather intimate view of her indeed. Try as he might, Adam simply couldn't tear his eyes away from her snow-white little anus, which was winking at him from directly underneath her tail root. He began to wonder if she would wish him to wash such a thing as her feathers were one thing, but this was something completely different. But it seemed that while his brain was mulling over the ethical and moral question of this situation in his head, his little head took the opportunity to hijack control of his body, and before he knew what he was doing, Adam's fingers were circling and gliding over the incredibly hot and highly intimate little opening. The response from Jewel was instantaneous but definitely not the one he expected. She let out a very loud core noise, and her tail pushed up higher while her rear end pushed out further. Yes, my servant, just like that. Ensure that I am clean, she warbled, her voice going shakily and actually startling Adam a little by a surprising aggression to it. And while his brain was still reeling, his little head obeyed in earnest and made full use of the distraction to actually slip a finger inside her. Adam just froze as his brain regained control of his body, but in a way that made things worse, because now it became aware of the fact that he was on his knees with a finger inserted into the anus of a non-human female that was currently enslaved to. A female who had the power to legally end his life on a fucking whim if she so desired. But rather than turn round and whirl into a righteous fury, instead, she just let out a pleasure-filled core. And it was at that point that Adam actually noticed something. It was a scent, a soft and fruity scent. There was nothing to do with the feather wash, as that smelled like polish, if anything. No, this almost smelled like apples or maybe cider. It appeared to be incredibly strong in front of him. It was coming from Jewel. And that's when he saw where. It was dripping from him between her legs. Or rather, it was soaking into the feathers of her thighs. She was aroused. The shock hit him like a kind of slap, and a whirl of emotions ripped right through him, the strongest of which was confusion. She was non-human. <laughs> 
He was human. How in the name of hell could his actions be arousing her? But then she actually hadn't done any actions to him. Just the mere sight of her had been having a powerful effect on his own body this entire time. The one that the more he fought against, the harder it fought back. Quickly he pulled his finger from her anus and she let out another sighing core as she, he quickly washed his hands and continued with his work, pouring feather wash onto her thighs and working them one at a time, feeling the muscle bands that ran right the way down them. They felt like coiled steel bunched and wrapped in flesh and feather until finally made it down to the water's edge and he could go no further. He barely had time to refill his can before Jewel whirled around to face him. My front, now, she commanded in a slightly breathless and almost confused sounding voice. It seemed there was something of a form of mental battling going on with her as well as him. Perhaps she was worrying about how she sh this should feel more wrong than it actually did as well. Adam rose up and began to work on her front, starting with her face. She closed her eyes as he worked. And though it was kind of hard to tell due to her vastly different features, he swore that there was actually a look of bliss painted on her face, one that swiftly turned into a pleasure-filled one as his hands came down onto her breasts. The breasts themselves were surprisingly heavy and dense for their size. Her flesh, while covered in what felt like incredibly dense muscle, had very soft feathers atop of it. That's when her nipples chose to pop out of her feathers. And once again, while his brain was trying to decide whether to touch them or not, and whether to wash them or not, his little head took over and got in there fast. Before he knew what he was doing, he was rubbing both of those hard little nubs of feminine flesh between his thumb and forefingers, making her hiss and coo as he rolled and washed them. He noticed that Jewel had actually began to pant like an oversized dog, she was breathing through both her beak and her nostrils, which sent little plumes of water spraying onto him with every breath she blew out. Slowly he made his way down over her belly, which once again surprised him. Her abdominals were so hard they felt like she was wearing a bulletproof vest under her feathers. These Valkyrie soldiers really did take their fitness to the highest degree it was possible to, and he wondered if they were all like this, or whether it was just her. Eventually he reached her hips, and as he did he saw her legs part slightly to ensure there was gap enough for him to slip his hand between them without restriction. So it was obvious to him that the, uh, she had the same intent in mind as she did with her rear. She really did want him to wash every inch of her. Once again his heart began to cycle up, as he now came face to face with her most sacred treasure despite it being hidden away in camouflage by her fluffy downy feathers, the two swollen lips peeking out and making an obvious little fold in the feathers. He could also see the much darker these feathers were than the ones around them, indicating that they were soaking and giving a powerful scent of apples, while he was completely as aware as to why. This time both his big head and little head didn't seem to need to have a war over what to do as Jewel made the decision for him. As he was working on her pelvis, she reached down and took one of his hands by the wrist, pulling it in between her thighs until his fingers vanished into the fluffy down, and he felt the hot, silky flesh hidden in there. 
you will ensure this part of me is as clean as you did for my rear. Is that understood? She said, in a slightly shaky but no less commanding voice. Yes, mistress, he stammered, surprised by her now growing aggression. So slowly he parted the soft fleshy lips he found hidden there and wormed his fingers in between them, feeling his heart bouncing as those impossibly hot folds tried to surround him and draw him deeper between them. The response was both instantaneous and powerful. Yes, right there. Wash this. Make it clean. Serve me, human. She screeched and Adam nearly jumped out of his skin again. But his accidental response had a very unexpected result. Because as she screeched at him, his fingers snapped shut and pinched the thing that happened to be between them at the time. And that thing just happened to be her clit. Jewel let out a screech like no other. She clamped her powerful thighs shut, trapping his hand painfully between them. She also doubled over and planted both of her hands atop of his head, holding it in place. As behind her, he saw her tail feather shoot up and turn into a huge fan behind her, which waved up and down with such force it actually made waves on the water with the air that it displaced. He also felt a hot little rush of liquid all over his fingers. She was having an orgasm. He'd just made this non-human mistress of his have an orgasm. It took at least a solid minute for Jewel to ride through the waves of pleasure that were coursing very obviously through her body by the way her feathers were fluffing and rippling, not to mention fanning in the form of her tail. But once she was clear of it, she slowly released his coated hand, letting him retrieve it from between her thighs. You have done very well, my servant. I was very much not sure about having a human indentured to me at first, but I see now that not only does it have some very obvious advantages, and I also see now what the elders meant when they said your service was located to my every whim, want and need. I do believe I can make very good use of your very well-hidden talents, and if you continue to serve me with such obedience and gusto, you may very well raise humanity up in my estimations, because it does seem that indeed you can learn to be both obedient and humble. This pleases me, among other things, she said in a shaky and breathless voice. Adam really didn't know what to think or feel at this little revelation. His emotions were a bit like a maelstrom in his head, and he didn't know what to think or to feel. On one hand, his head was screaming that this was humiliating, that it was wrong, that this was forced and totally unacceptable, because it was some form of abuse. On the other, his heart and body almost seemed to be welcoming of it, and of her praise. He felt messed up, and really mixed up as well. Th thank you, mistress, was all he could manage to say, and she nodded. Now, stand, it's your turn. And I must say, before we began, I was of two minds as to whether this should take place. But now, I am of one mind. Because not only does a good mistress reward good behaviour, but a proud mistress has the cleanest and proudest servant. And I will be both. So stand. It is your turn to receive this from me now, she said, and Adam's heart lurched. How in the hell was he going to get out of this? It felt more like he was falling down a rabbit hole, and by the minute, the light of the entrance was shrinking away. Yeah, so it looks like things are really hotting up between Jewel and Adam. 
But will he be able to get himself out of that situation? Or will things go down a rabbit hole even further? There can only be one way to find out the answer to that question. And many more. You're going to have to tune in next time. So until next time, this is Ghost Nobody signing off and saying, I'll see you all next time.